Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots episode 206. In this episode, we discuss workflow actions and starting with new workflow delay actions. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, and strategies for growing your sales, marketing, and service results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? I'm really well. I'm surprisingly awake and alert uh, this week. Normally, I'm really tired, but perhaps it's because I know we're only going to do brief episodes. We're aiming for 15 minutes per episode, aren't we, Ian? That's right, we are, Craig, and we'd love our listeners to give us feedback and say, do you like the 15-minute episodes? By the way, I'll just mention the reason behind it. Uh, One of the podcasts I listen to is Dithering, which is a new podcast, John Gruber and Ben Thompson. I really like it, 15 minutes, but I myself am noticing there are so many more podcasts. Every day, there's more podcasts. So, I am skewing my listening towards the short, punchy ones. And so perhaps listeners are as well. And we want to make these shows as efficient and useful to you as possible. All right, Craig, on to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week. And this is about the new workflow actions that you may not know about. Yeah, well, I thought, well, firstly, one new action, which has just popped in this week, but also just a reminder about workflow actions in general. When we chat with clients, they quite often just limit their thinking in workflow actions to, oh, I'm just sending emails. So they only think about a delay and then sending an email. But I just wanted to remind listeners, there's plenty more. I mean, there's tons of actions. They're always adding more with uh, their integrations as well. But just some of the simple ones that are often overlooked, sending internal email notifications. That's a really key one that we don't see in many workflows, strangely enough. Also, creating tasks and copying properties, and we've covered that in recent episodes as well. However, tonight, I just wanted to talk about the new delay actions. So, most portals will have this by now. We all know about that delay for a set amount of time, set delay for an hour or a day, etc. But there's a new one, which is delay until a day or time. And when you choose that delay, you can actually say, oh, delay until a day of the week or until a time of day. And we've got some screenshots in the show notes as well. One of the things I really like about it is you can say delay until this time of the day. You might say, oh, it goes out last thing of the day, 5 p.m. And you can actually set it to send it at the contact time zone. So not just your account time zone. So I think this is really good. A typical scenario for that might be, yep, daily updates. Or here's another one. What if you're planning a specific company announcements to go out and you just want to get the workflow in place and then maybe say, oh, that's going out on Thursday afternoon, that kind of stuff. And just a little preview, there's some more coming out. We'll be discussing them in future episodes. All right, Craig, and we've got another one where we can't add a note to a contact from a workflow. This is actually just a reminder. One of the actions that isn't there, but it's on the wish list, is adding a note to a contact. So when a workflow go through, maybe it passes a certain stage and go, oh, okay, I just want to add a note to the contact. Can't do that yet. There's probably a community request for it. We should go vote it up. All right, Craig, our HubSpot sales feature of the week, and this is protecting HubSpot owner fields. Oh, sorry, should I just say protecting fields in HubSpot? And why this came up was it had somebody in sales, and I think this happens quite often, people changing contact owners without notifying the person that actually owns the contact and then taking that contact from them essentially. And so... 
I got asked by the head of sales saying, hey, how do I stop this from happening so that only I can edit it or other business or the owners or the head of operations can update it? And I said, look, not on your HubSpot subscription, which is a marketing and sales professional. But I said, how about if I could inform you when a contact owner has been changed so you're aware of what's happened? And he goes, oh, that sounds really good. So I was like, okay, now I need to go find out how to do this. And there is actually a really good article on the HubSpot user blog from Aditya Shah and Kevin O'Day, I think. So basically creating the workflow and what property you need to look at. The author had to create uh, another custom property. One of the things it did was copy the last user on that owner property into this property. So you didn't have to go look at the history quickly. And it's a part of the workflow. So I've included a link in there, but it's a really good thing to have and think about implementing in your portal, especially when you have a big sales team with sales managers and sales professionals within the team. I wonder if that'll help us overcome that issue that you highlighted back in episode 204, where if you have the mobile app and you import your contacts, it updates the owner on the contacts. So would this workflow catch that? It would actually, Craig. That's a very good point. I think that you just highlighted a solution to a problem we had before. I'll have to go try it out, but that's that's the that's the little feature for sales. I just want to mention one thing related to this. When we've got this in the show notes, you've actually linked out to a HubSpot blog post, which uh, explains how to do this. I was chatting with Fran. He kind of called me a business owner. He's saying, oh, look, we're getting into HubSpot. Uh, I might need you to give me some help on how to get up to speed with HubSpot and you know, just give me an overview and how to do the basics. I was like, you don't need me, mate. I'm just going to show you the HubSpot Academy and the HubSpot blog. And in fact, here, do this. Just go to Google and just search this. And he was like, oh, well, I want to know, is there a plugin? Is there a HubSpot plugin for WordPress? I said, just Google HubSpot WordPress plugin. Bang, like it's all there. And this is the thing about HubSpot. Well, two things. One, they've got everything covered. But two, they keep it up to date. We've said this many times in the show. I can't believe how well they update their documentation. So it's not out of date. 100% 100% agree, Craig. I had the similar experience this week where we're onboarding a customer for sales professional. It was just so easy. They had all these questions and I pointed them to a project. I pointed them to uh, academy lessons and we were just able to get up and going really quickly. So thank you, HubSpot Academy. All right, our HubSpot feedback of the week, Craig. This is something interesting you found. Okay, so there's a HubSpot community post, which I voted up ages ago, and the post was a feature request to be able to exclude or block specific email addresses from submitting a form. Now, currently, as you're probably aware, you can block email uh, domains, email domains or domains. And free emails, right? And free emails, but you can, there's a field where you can say this domain, just block anyone with that uh, email address. But the request is, can we block specific email addresses? So we've all experienced that spammer that comes in with a Gmail address and just spams the contact form every week. And I'm like, oh, it creates a contact. Do I delete them or whatever? So wouldn't it be great if we could just block that one Gmail address? We don't want to block the whole Gmail domain. Anyway, heaps of people have voted it up. It's a pretty common problem. What I really like is that HubSpot have come in on this community request and they've said, just letting you know, We have no plans to do this, right? So I'm like, oh, no. 
And I was trying to think why. I, I suspect there might be some specific discriminatory use cases in place that they they don't want to get caught up in. But what I really liked is that they just said they they just made it clear we're not we have no plans to do this. Not the, well, they're essentially saying look we're not going to do it. And rather than us hanging out for it and going, oh, you know, when's this happening and whinging like all the people do on those community posts, oh, it's two years now, this is outrageous. They've just come in and said, we're not going to do it. And I really appreciate that. So, we've put that as our shot for HubSpot Feedback of the Week. And I wish they just did that for all of the things that they've got no plans to do just because they feel it's so important. I think it's really useful. And although I don't like it in this case, I'm really grateful that I know what's happening. Fantastic. On to our HubSpot Gotcha of the Week, Craig, and this is one I discovered this week, is there is a HubSpot work email field. And what one of my customers did was when they loaded data, they selected this email field as the email field that they were importing it into. Now, because they've got uh, Facebook connected, this is an ad property in the Facebook lead ad. He loaded in, I had a look, and I'm like, where are all the emails? This is really odd. There are no email addresses. Anyway, I deleted all the contacts, asked him to reload it. In the process of reloading, I scanned it and went, oh, that all looks right. And then the second time it loaded, I was like, those emails are still missing. What have I done wrong? Anyway, there's a work email field. And I'm like, what's going on here? I'd never, I've never seen this field before. Anyway. This is what got us caught out. The work email field is a lead ad property. So just so you don't get caught out, this field does not look for duplicates or does not let you insert in contacts that may be duplicates. So just be aware of that and don't use that. You should be using the email field. Okay. So just so that I understand this, normally a contact, every contact would have email. There's a field called email. But if you've got Facebook connected and you're using lead ads, it's created a new field called work email under the Facebook lead ad properties. We've got a screenshot in the show notes. So when you're importing, you're searching for the field to import the email in, in like a CSV import. So naturally you see work email and you think, oh, of course, that's the one. And it's not. You've actually got to look for the one just called email. All right. Onto our throwback of the week, Craig. And this week, a year ago... HubSpot was announcing changes to their social media tools. And one of the biggest things in that was the new social media reports. When you connected your social media accounts, it pulled in 60 days of data from the date backwards from when you connected. So I know we've talked about this a few times on episodes and how great it is that it has the ability to do that, even if you're not publishing directly out of HubSpot. And here we go again, one of those incremental improvements that's changed the way we work and changed how we operate in HubSpot. Now, Craig, you've got a great resource of the week. Yes, this is an AppSumo deal. Now, I normally wouldn't put AppSumo in, in a HubShot, but you've bought heaps of stuff on AppSumo, haven't you? I have, Craig. <laughs> I think most of our listeners would know what AppSumo is. In case you're not aware, AppSumo is a site where you sign up and they have deals. I don't know if it's daily. It's probably weekly deals. And you'll often get really good deals on software or courses. And in this case, there's a good offer on the Siege Learning Content Marketing course, which is normally 700 bucks or so. AppSumo have it for $69 uh, lifetime access. So grab that. 
Uh, we've got a link in the show notes. It's a link to AppSumo. Not it's not my referral link or anything. That's just a clean link. Um, I just think it's a really good deal. You and I are both getting the course. And that's Ross Hutchins from Siege Media, who we often refer to in the show. So a great deal. Go and grab it while it's there. Yeah, and it's to do with content marketing. So I would encourage people to – it's very highly regarded, and you've probably heard Craig talk about it lots of times, a great way to get skilled up with your SEO and content. All right, Craig, our quote of the week, and it's about leadership. And leadership is not about titles, positions, or flow charts. It's about one life influencing another. And that's from John Maxwell. Wow, how timely. Oh, do we need that? My goodness. That's right. Now we've got a bonus link of the week, Craig. And um, listeners, I'd encourage everybody to go have a look at this. And this is a good example of asking for feedback on Twitter and being gracious and appreciative when some of the replies are negative. And this was from Brian Halligan. And I think you said, you asked me earlier in the show, Craig, oh, have you looked at it? And I went, no. Oh, hang on, I did, because I actually replied to some of this. I replied to someone else's comment of a really good suggestion. Like you rightly say, he has responded really well. And I'd encourage users to go and have a look at this. Well, listeners, here ended the show. Connect with us on LinkedIn and follow us on the socials. And Craig, we shall see you next week. Catch you later, Ian. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.